Hey everybody, it's Dylan. You know what I'm here to tell you about, and it's our Patreon, Patreama by Drama with Connor and Dylan McDowell. Our bonus content platform is going to bring you three to four extra bonus episodes a month, where Connor and I are breaking down all of the latest in theater and pop culture news, as well as having an early Tony's predictions weekly installment. We're going to be talking about the Oscars coming up soon, and of course, we are psyched to have all of your support for so long, and we hope to continue to bring along some new friends and supporters into this new month. So please consider clicking the link, or tapping, I suppose, in the episode notes and looking out for our Patreon, where it's only $5 a month to support us and help the podcast keep going. All right, now on with the show. Press play, curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. We need to talk about Scream, Connor. Oh my God. Because you and I saw it separately, but actually haven't discussed yet. I know. And it has been killing me, no pun intended. This is like, was this the fourth or the fifth? The fifth. The fifth Scream film. There Mm -hmm. was a television series that was much criticized and nobody really liked it that much, even though we of course suffered through it because we're completionists. (laughs) When we start something, we can't quit it. It's just the way that we are. It's why we're still watching Grey's Anatomy. I know. And they, you know what, Dylan? They re- they just announced it's coming back for another season. They're season literally 19. like bumping into the set pieces. Like they're all just like, they're, <laughs> they're so, so tired. tired. They don't want to do it. You know what I feel it. the worst for is Chandra Wilson because they make her do double duty on Station 19, the firefighter show. I know. But you know what? I don't feel bad for her paycheck. Well, I, it should be bigger than Ellen Pompeo's because Ellen Pompeo was in a coma all of last season, yet is still the highest paid actress on television. So She was in a coma last season, and then they built a lifelike doll of her t- uh, laying in bed that looked very similar to like a, an Ellen Pompeo from like season one. And so she wasn't even on set, Dylan. She was collecting a check for narration but we while love. her other castmates were in PPE. No, we do love her. We do. She's she's crazy. Um, I feel bad for her, too, but I don't care about any of the other characters anymore, neither do any of the characters on the show, but I still watch every single episode because it moves me. It does. It does. Oh, it does. Yeah. But when anyway. There's like a moody cover of like a, a pop song, a Snow Patrol moment or something. Mm-hmm. I sob. Yeah. Okay, wait, but Scream was so good. I absolutely yes. loved it. I knew you were going to love it when I saw it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so true to the franchise. It was. And you, of course, did a whole rewatch of all the movies. So I am not as up to date on it. But I loved the new characters and the way they combined what they're calling the legacy characters. And I have a new crush. And, you know, I always find a crush in every movie. And it's Ooh. Mason Gooding, who's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Yes. Of love, Victor. Oh, my fame. God. <laughs> of love. Dylan, I'm normally against nepotism, but. He's so fine. When they deliver, He's it's so fine. fine. When they deliver, like, <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm saying I'm against nepotism, but some of my most. Like Maude Apatow, as we talk about, she's on Euphoria and she she's does turning well. it out. She's turning it out. You know, and I also have a problematic fave of Gwyneth Paltrow, but we can't get it in, into it today. It has to be another day because it truly, 
Yeah, it would take too long, but I will say about Scream, Courtney Cox, nay, our Cox Arquette, mm-hmm. she has had so much work done to her face, which we stand and love and support, but it barely moved. She was struggling. Okay. She, I think she was like my favorite performance of the legacy characters. She was fighting for gay rights. She, she was. And I think that the creative storytelling, I think it really wrapped up those OGs in a nice way that they can go forward without them. And no spoilers, of course. No, everyone has to go but, see it. Mm-hmm. You can, it was so you, good. You can go in without having seen the others, too. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think it's great. And also, go and rewatch the others, especially number four, which includes Hayden Panettiere and Emma Roberts. Icons. True <laughs> icons. Also fighting for gay rights. But anyway, Dylan, we need to bring our guest in today because Who's I'm- Who's also fighting for gay rights. <laughs> yes, they are. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Skid Row for to say yes. that. So I'm I'm just gonna kick off this intro today. Everyone, our guest today is a resident at Skid Row, where Little Shop of Horrors is playing off Broadway. A swing nation queen and offstage singer, she covers the ensemble Ronette, Chiffon, and Crystal. Before setting up shop at the West Side Theater, our guest toured the nation with Once on This Island and in Waitress on the Road as the Becky cover. Legends only. You'll know her mega talent from performances at Lincoln Center Theater, the Apollo Theater, Joe's Pub, and Feinstein's 54 Below, as well as musicals Tanya and Nancy, the rock opera, and The Lost at Paradise Factory. During her residency at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, she appeared in The Wiz, Beauty and the Beast, and Merry Wives of Windsor. She is a spectacular voice, both on stage and off, that our community is all the better for. We're gagged to be welcoming this new friend of the pod. Please welcome to drama, Tatiana Lofton. Hey! It is so nice to meet you, Tati. Yes, nice to meet you. Have you seen Scream? Okay, no. I, I don't, I'm not a scary movie girl. Okay. I am a anxious queen who, um, you know, the, the jump scares, just they mm-hmm. just, we don't get along. But okay. I love everybody for loving it. Like, if you like it, I love it. <laughs> okay. Yes, I love that for you is basically what you're saying. What kind of movie is, would you prefer to see instead of Scream? My favorite movie is Sister Act 2. So if I could watch Sister Act 2 every day in every movie that I went to, I would watch that. All I have to say to you, Tati, is singing does not put food on the table. You know what I always say? Swinging does not pay the bills. Swing, like literally just about. (laughs) Say that. I love it. I love it. That is one of our favorite movies, actually. I prefer it to the original, like the the first. I have just started recently telling people this because it is so bad. But I was like, I was no help. I was probably like 11 or 12. And my one of my favorite aunts gave me that movie like she put it on at her house she was babysitting my brother and I and then from the rest of my life until junior year of college I did not know there was a sister act one <laughs> I had only knew that there was a sister act two I was like it's so good of course it's just sister act two that's what I was introduced to mm-hmm. that's what it was this is my favorite movie sister act two so until I was about 21 <laughs> I thought there was just a sister act two that's honestly iconic. it can exist in its own universe because the first one is like sort of a mob story like she's like on the run yeah. and i mean it's so and i would just watch the beginning the like that whole thing and that's a whole like 
like retelling of what happened in the first movie. Yes. But I just thought it was just like entertainment. <laughs> I just thought it was like, yeah, <laughs> we're in Vegas. Like I did not know. I had no idea until like I was home like during like Christmas break, scrolling through channels. I was like, Sister Act. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and it was like the whole <laughs> reason. You know, they're making another one. I know. And I did not get the breakdown for it. Nothing. Nobody called me. Nothing. Mm. Well, you know, I'm always cautious about these these reboot type films. But as we said earlier with Scream, it, it was very good. So you never know. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Wait, Dylan, didn't we have somebody on the pod who was in Sister Act 2? <gasps> yes, Dee Dee Magno Hall was one of the students in. <gasps> yes. Wait, is Dee Dee? She, oh, is she the one who says, what about our boyfriend? I think so. I think yes, so. <laughs> I think she is. Yes. I love that you know the line. Tati, did you sing Joyful, Joyful all the time, imagining you were Lauren Hill? Yes. I mean, but also, like, I went to a performing arts school my whole life. So I feel like every few years, we would, like, have a thing where we would always have to perform Joyful, Joyful. Mm-hmm. Also, I had a performing company when I was, like, in high school that was, like, community service-based. So we would go to, like, nursing homes. And our closer was always Joyful, Joyful. And I would just, like, pick a different friend to sing the beginning. And we would just, like, like we would just do the choreography. Like, once a month, <laughs> someplace, Saturday morning at a nursing home, singing Joyful, Joyful. Amazing. So, yeah. Wait, where did Crowd you grow pleaser. up? Uh, I grew up in Delaware. Delaware, okay. Yeah, not that interesting. But I went to school here. So I've been here for like on and off for 10 years. Oh, cool. Um, What school did you go to? I went to Pace University. That's how I know Danny. Yeah. Oh, yes. Which we have to mention, of course, full disclosure, in case he listens, which I know he listens to every episode. Danny (laughs) Quadrino recommended we chat with Tati. (laughs) And so that's what I was going to say, because I didn't see any crossover on resumes between the two of you when I was writing the bio. No, we went to school together. I think... Danny had such an interesting path because he's uh, always working. Mm-hmm. But like, I think he, tr- I don't know what was going on. I can't remember because it was literally almost 12 years ago since my first year at Pace. And he was like in a lot of my classes because I think he got in before but couldn't do something because he was doing a show. I don't know what the T was, but I had a lot of classes with him yes. because he was like transferring. But I, I don't know what, I don't know. He did tell the story on our podcast episode, now that I'm thinking about it. But I'm listening to you recall this, and you're literally Glinda at the beginning of Wicked, and you're like, I did know her. That is, our paths did cross at school. Oh, very much so. (laughs) And I'm sure he talked about, like, our Wicked obsession. I'm the one who had the Wicked apartment. Like, our bathroom was Wicked-themed. We threw Wicked parties for Pace. It It was incredible. Have you gone in for Wicked ever? No, I have not. I honestly would be too scared to probably. At this point, I'd be like, I'm too scared. Do you identify as more as a Glinda or an Alphaba? Oh, gosh. My friends would all say something different. Not that those are the only two female roles. Not that those right. are the two genders. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at this point, yeah. I mean, I definitely am not a Glinda. Like, I can't take myself that serious mm. to be that. Like, it's hard for me to even play that. Like, sure. And I'm very much like, if I can't play it, I, I just can't really be it. So definitely an alphabet, but I feel like, I don't know, all of my friends, we kind of all kind of end up in that category sometimes. So like, mm-hmm. friend-wise, I can be in different friendships, and I'm definitely a like, all right, we're going to look at the positive, and other times I am the perceived villain, but uh, Max. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> we that's like, interesting. That TikTok, it's like, am I the drama? Am I the drama? It's very that. Am I the drama? Okay. Wait, so what, what goes into a Wicked-themed bathroom? Oh, my God. Okay, so my best friend, Jimmy Larkin, who's also, like, Danny's really good friend. Let's hear it for um, the choice. Let's hear it for the choice. That's my baby. That's been my best friend since the first day of my freshman year. I will say um, he follows us on Instagram. I find him to be cute. Ooh. Anyway. Oh, he's gorgeous. I'm supposed to be um, getting dinner with him after this. Bitch. Let me, I'm going to slide to the DMs. <laughs> yeah, we going to have a little love connection. <laughs> um, so we all lived with, it was me, Jimmy, and Devin, our other, like, friends. Like, we were all, like, best friends from, like, freshman year on. And then we all lived together my junior and senior year. And Jimmy and I are obsessed with Wicked. Like, it was really bad when we were in school. Now it's, like, it's, like, manageable. Like, but we also don't have the time. When you're a freshman in college, you have all the time in the world. You're like, all you do is just sit. And I went to school for musical theater. So all we did was just be in somebody's room, watching YouTube videos, make, uh, anyway. So when we got in an apartment together, we decided we were having a wicked themed bathroom. So Jimmy found a shower curtain that was the literal Glinda and Alphabet poster, the like secret one. He found that full size. That was our. That was our bathroom. Our I love shower. You called it the secret. Because <laughs> that is, you know, just like when they're like, is happening just like, in that it's, scene. it's the whispering witches. Exactly. It's what was going on. <laughs> that was our literal shower curtain. So then we got green towels, like black or green, like bath mats. Yes. We had the grimery. Uh, Jimmy found a For broom. Some light reading. <laughs> Jimmy got a broom. Exactly. <laughs> 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 exactly it was like oh like you know and i live with white people so y'all probably understand that i've never seen that in a black person's house like reading but actually no we had magazines magazines but yeah. i didn't know about that but, but like i never know like reading reading so like <laughs> he had the grimery so that was like placed like on top of the toilet kind of and then everything was just green and black green or black and then wow. also like our living room was purple so it just was like but then every october we had a wicked themed party I don't know if Danny told you about that. No. no. And it always landed right around Wicked's birthday, mm-hmm. which is like sometime in October. Yeah, but it's before Halloween. So it was like a perfect, like, before Halloween, we can do something. And so it's not like Halloween and everything. But, but the two, you had to either wear black, green, or dress in character. So... And it was like, if you felt if you, if you were an Elfie, you better show up as Elphaba because mm. all the other six girls who think that they're Elphaba are showing up as Elphaba. And the girl who was the best was, is Elphaba. Okay. She went full out green. Like, listen, 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 listen. It was full Success. out. That's so We had fun. a step and repeat two years in a row, but both years there. It was crazy. It was That's insane. My dream. Iconic. Iconic. It was the best. You the know best. what would have been cute is if you had a sign above the bathroom door that said, let's go down to the Ozdust bathroom. <laughs> yes, that'd be so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. If Jimmy and I ever lived together again, I don't know if that would ever happen, but if we ever did, I, I can only imagine. Like, I don't think it would just be a wicked room, like a bathroom. I think every room would be themed. Like, I just couldn't imagine us letting it go. Like, right, I think right. we would just be like, nah, we got to go in. We got to, we got to do it. I love that you forged these great friendships while at Pace because, you know, college yeah. can be competitive. You're all entering this small field in a way. And mm-hmm. Okay, but before we get ahead of ourselves, I do have to ask, because we ask this of all of our guests, yeah. are you well? 
yeah, I think so. <laughs> As of right now, yes. I love to hear it. <laughs> wow. You shared with us a little a little announcement beforehand. And oh, yes. We have to say there's I, a congratulations um, in order. Oh, thank God. I have been praying for this moment to be out of Swing Nation just because it's been back to back to back for me. So finally, they asked your girl to take over Runnet. Yes. So I'll be doing that until like the first week of May. And then I start an out of town for a new musical that's coming allegedly to Broadway in the fall. Oh my, so oh my, yeah, we're, we're just is? like. Can you say what that is, or is that a secret? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the um, Neil Diamond musical. It's called A Beautiful Noise. I, I was doing the um, reading of that or the workshop of it in October, and then okay. we're gonna go to Boston in the summer. So basically, like right up until I need to like start rehearsals for the next project, I'll be at Little Shop. Oh my God! Congratulations! This is so Thank fun. You. I'm so I'm really happy. Excited. What is the Thank um you. a be- What's it called? A beautiful, a beautiful noise. A beautiful noise. Yeah. What What is the plot? Are you allowed to say? Yeah. No. So it's. I honestly did not know a lot of Neil Diamond songs. Like he's like a very huge, iconic, like singer, American singer. Our mom loves um, him. <laughs> exactly. It's like mm-hmm. for like our parents. Yeah. Our parents is people, which is fine to me. But it's fierce, though. It's like Will Swenson plays Neil. Mm. And basically, you kind of like go. It's, it's like it's like the a la Tina's, the a la's. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like it's, it's definitely different than I feel like what you would think. And it's like the choreography is the guy who did um, Once and Harry Potter, Stephen oh, Hoggett. Yes. yes. And then you have Michael Mayer, who has done like Spring Awakening, who's doing Funny Girl. So it just is like different. It's not even like crazy flashy. And it's very just like. You're just hearing his music and like kind of hearing some stories behind it. Sherry Renee Scott is in it. It's just Stop like it. people just being Neil. And then it's like ensemble members like me just like in the back. Like, hey. <laughs> just like, you know, being a, a Neil Diamond background singer. It was it was honestly so fun. Like, I really did not know his music like that. But the people were freaking amazing. And we all got so close in a month, which I, it's so gross. I'm never like that in shows. I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh, keep it moving. But mm-hmm. these people, like, I talk to all the time, which is just, I don't know if it's because of the post-shutdown that you feel like the people that you're around you like, really want to get to know better. But yeah, That's it was so different. We've had so many guests on here who say, like, some shows, you know, every show will say, we really are a family. But, like, in yeah. reality, they're not. But some of those groups, you really still talk all the time. And Mm -hmm. it seems like this like magic happens when those groups are really tight. So I have high hopes for this piece. Are you going to be going to the Emerson Colonial in Boston? We will be. Yeah. Cause um, 1776 is going to be at ART. So we'll be there at the same time. Yeah. We'll kind of overlap, which is exciting because the girl who um, I'm taking over for Ronette, she's leaving to go to 1776. And then we'll just be in Boston together. Like, you have some other friends too outside the company. Yeah, exactly. That's like when a couple summers ago, Jacket Little Pill and Moulin Rouge were both in Boston at the same time. Well, you have another Diane show, which mm-hmm. Diane loves ART, so that makes yes, sense. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's oh, how exciting. Six is going to be very interesting. They're, they're yeah, doing I honestly, a new route with it. I've never even seen yeah. the original piece performed. I, yeah, I couldn't give you one song, one line. I couldn't give you nothing. There is a song called Sit Down, John. <laughs> okay. 
I know they were very literal with that. Okay, wait, but so going back, so you've been a swing, yeah. you know, in multiple credits that Connor listed. And then, so how did you get involved with Little Shop? It was Shop? my first audition post, it was my first audition in person post shutdown. So gotcha, June, it was like June 15th. I had moved to New York the day before, moved into a sublet and had to go to an audition the next day. And uh, I have an agent and everything. So just like in another, just like an appointment like that. And I was like, okay. And um, originally it was a no. They they were like, you killed it. You did great. What the track requirement was looking for originally, they were like, you are not that, which was fine. Mm. Like at first they were looking for a swing and like an uh, Audrey cover, like an Audrey oh, okay. understudy. And I mean, like, I'm really cool with Michael now and can't wait to be more cool with him. But like, I look forward mm-hmm. to the day to talk to him being like, yeah, like we, all of us who are all black and all have been shut down for 18 months, got this call to come in and be an urchin, which we I'm sure all are, you know, cause the urchins are so different, but then you tack on this Audrey and I'm like, is there an Audrey in your world that looks like me? Like before mm-hmm. the shutdown, I mean, we were shut down. Right. And then I was on tour, so I haven't seen the show. I don't know who your Audrey was. I don't know what she looked like. I don't know who covered her. But I was like, is this real? Like, I remember saying Mm -hmm. no to my agents. I just was like, I don't think that I'm going to walk in and y'all are going to be like, you're an Audrey. Like, Mm. not because I don't think so, just because there's no note. There's no, like, Audrey can look like anything. And, like, Mm -hmm. and not even with the note, there wasn't, like, tangible. It wasn't like, oh, the girl who covers it looks just like me. I'd be like, oh, cool we're good. Cause like, I'm going and being like, I have to make you believe that I am this person, right. but I don't know you. I don't know your production. I don't know what it stands for. It just was a, it was like a little bit daunting. Like I was like, I'm going to, and then my agents were like, no, we, we really, you should go in. And I was like, well, thank goodness you did. <laughs> I know. I know. But I just was like, you know, but then think about it though. I didn't get it because of that. At originally, mm-hmm. I did not get it because I was not an Audrey cover. Yeah, you know what I mean. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I wasn't wrong. Like I can go play pretend on anything, but if my if me and who I look like and what I am doesn't align with what the vision that you are already setting up, and because I'm in a replacement situation, that's right. fine. It was no skin off my back. I was like, yeah, that's how it works. I'm not going in to create something, and then you're basing it off of me. Like the next show I do. They're going to have to base, if I stay with it the way that they're saying I'm staying with it, and if it goes where it's supposed to go, there will always be, okay, well, we have somebody who has to fit Tati's spot, mm-hmm. not the other way around. With this, I had to fit, which is fine, but that's why I said no. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, you didn't get it. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I told you that that is not, you know, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, did, I wanted to say no because of that. Because I was like, there's no, it didn't seem like it was fluid in that way yeah. which is fine have you sang audrey sides yeah we did we did full urchin stuff full audrey stuff and for me i felt like it went great because i was like yeah. i knew i was so different and i just had to be different because of what i was saying like it i didn't i wasn't scared i just was like i know i'm not, I, I didn't i didn't want to go in because i was scared i just didn't want to go in because because nobody else had to look like me who understudied it or anything like that i just knew that that meant that it was just going to be so different and mm-hmm. I was going to have to be really unapologetic about being different and not be scared about it. So that's scary to know that you don't want to be scared about something. But I wasn't like, 
scared to go in because I didn't feel good. I just was like, sure. I know it's just going to be different. You guys are going to, there's no, but you're not going to be able to compare me to anybody because I don't even know if that was on your radar that like, it could be different in this way, you know? Right. Now I'm curious. So you're going in now. Are you, will you have the opportunity to play Audrey at all? No, 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 no. So no. I just covered the girls as of last Sunday. I'm good with it. You know, it's just the tracking. It's just that weird, like, I'm not with the understudy. Like, there's been jobs I haven't gotten because of the understudy, not because of the part that they want me to play every day, but just because of who that person has to cover. Like, it's just. That's so interesting. And that's how it works. Yeah, I suppose every show is like a, a well-oiled machine in that way. Like, they know what they need, but yeah. I don't know. I want you to yeah. be at everything, but I don't want you to have to be a swing anymore. Because I feel like, and we've talked to lots of swings. It sounds like the most thankless, challenging, exhausting Crazy. role. Yeah. And being a vacation swing sounds like hell. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Honestly, I don't, and I can't, I can't decipher. I can't figure out if it's because of like shutdown and we have all like kind of been like, this is my worth. This is what I value. Or if it's like, just because vacation swinging specifically is so different. Like mm-hmm. I'm not there most of the time. And then they call you and they're like, bam. And I'm like, like, I ain't been here in two months. Yeah. So what y'all just, you know, and I am good. So that's why I have the job because I'm not going to look crazy. I'm not going to freak out. And I've had so much understudy experience that it's just like, unfortunately, another day. I'm like, oh, I got to play somebody I don't know. (laughs) Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm used to it, you know, but I'm really excited to be responsible for one thing myself. And in a lot of ways, I mean, I was happy about the next show I'm doing for in Boston, like the same thing. I'm not swinging that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that was really nice to just be like focusing on myself, one track. And then even if I had not been asked to do run it for a few months, I still just was like looking forward to that next thing of just being like, I'm done focusing on everybody else, you yes. know? So it's, it's hard. It's I haven't, hard. I haven't yeah. seen little shop yet, but I need to come see you and um, Conrad Rickamora. Oh my gosh. Conrad was so good. I mean, I've only seen, I've seen, actually, no, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of Seymour's and they're all really good and really different. Jeremy was great. He sings like nobody freaking else in the world. And then we have a regular, like a full-time swing who he's one of my favorite voices I've heard. His name is Josh Daniel. He's incredible. And then Evan Smith is a vacation swing like me. And he's like the tallest Seymour you will ever see. (laughs) But the sweetest, that boy is at least six. I don't know. He's tall. He's like six, three, six, five. I'm going to ask him to see how tall he is. But like, but the sweetest, most caring. And then Conrad is like, I mean, Conrad is like real. He's like, no, you about to die. Like, he's (laughs) like, the text is the text. Wow. He takes that Shonda learning from uh, how to get away with murder. (laughs) It's giving very that. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so you're going to kill everybody. (laughs) Okay. So um, (laughs) I was not expecting that take from him, but I'm excited to see it. Well, think about it. Like, I mean, I don't know him that well. I just met him, but he's so nice, but I can only imagine. I don't know. I feel like I would tap into that quickly. Like you have to be, you were, on TV for how many years being this very serious yeah. watching people murder so it's like easy this is exactly like what it seemed like how to get away with murder was kind of like now did you watch did you watch how to get away with murder oh yeah 
So well, was watched... this like jarring for you to like <laughs> see him in real no, life? And be him? No, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I've been here for 10 years ish. So I like have a lot, have had a lot of practice of keeping it cool. Yeah. Of yes. like, <laughs> keep it cool, keep it cool. Like, you know, no, no, but he was, I mean, like now Viola Davis comes. <sighs> yes. I was going to ask you, I love asking our guests, who would you be starstruck for? Oh my God. Viola. I mean, when I first, you know, I tell you, case which is my first year 2011 i went to the broadway flea market and was shook by everybody i saw patina i saw coleman domingo and i was like <laughs> like and then after that like calm down but like yeah it was people like that who were just like not even like not at, and when i was 18 and moved here they didn't feel close to me but the reason why i went to the pace was i knew that they were adjacent they weren't like actually that far you know what i sure. mean like they're yeah. not tangible but like soon you know definitely you know, so yeah, um, but yeah, oh my gosh, if Viola was at our show and I was on, I'd probably throw up. She would but love you. But I'd be you. excited. I'd be I excited. I think it's going to happen. I hope. I don't know how busy she is. I don't know what she's doing right now, but she, Viola, she come through. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are going to go support him. He, 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 um, we like went out a little bit after his first show and it seems like so many people are so excited for him and that he has like mm-hmm. a good community here too, which is also hard too, because when you're an actor, just because you're in New York doesn't mean you have a lot of friends who are in New York. So that was exciting True. to see that like people were like pumped to go see him. I love it. Wait, I feel like we've been jumping around a lot. I mean, talking about so many things, but you mentioned Coleman Domingo. Are you watching Euphoria season two? Okay, so another thing, I couldn't, I couldn't get even through the second episode of Euphoria. It's the first, it's the first season. season. It's intense. Of the first season. <laughs> I was like, I can't watch this. The second and episode again, is like crazy dark too. Yeah, it, it, that's what it was. I was like, but like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't watch things that are uber popular when everybody else watches them. And sometimes I just like to see the memes and like feel like I'm a part of it and kind of go through the ups and downs. And then I can like <laughs> privately go through it. And I also, I'm like somebody who I like to just, unless I'm in love and love and love, I like to get, have like six episodes of something so I can just keep watching it rather than like, you have to be a very special TV show for me to watch weekly. Like, yes. I completely understand. Wait, I'm crying at you mentioning like the memes and like living through them because that's my experience with everyone watching Yellow Jackets right now. All I see on Twitter oh. are people talking about Yellow Jackets. And I feel like I know vague things that are occurring on the show because every week people are like guessing about certain storylines and tweeting and mm-hmm. but I ha- I don't I don't have um showtime, so I haven't had a chance to dive yeah. in yet, but Yeah. I've yeah. heard about Yellow Jackets too, but yeah, exactly. We'll see it when it's, and then it's like in private too. Like you don't have to announce mm-hmm. it. Like it's kind of like Wordle right now. It's like, if you play, you have to show it. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't need everybody knowing that I'm <laughs> watching this, 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 you know what I mean? Especially serious stuff. Like yes. Drag Race or something, that's fine. Like in Housewives, that's fine. But like something serious as deep, like I need to kind of watch it in peace and like, yeah, the reality shows you just mentioned, I certainly love to tune in week to week and, and be a part of the Twitter conversation, but yes. Well, especially if there's like spoilers on <laughs> drag race, but wait, do you watch right. housewives? Do I? Yeah. I watch every housewife except for, I don't watch Dallas. I don't watch Miami, but I do want to watch the reboot of Miami on Peacock. You need to. Yeah, I don't even know them, but I want to watch it. But yeah, I can't. I couldn't watch Dallas because I know they were they were too much. Like, 
Yeah, I never was drawn to them. I yeah. also don't watch OC. Oh, OC is crazy. You gotta watch okay. OC. OC was the first one. I know. I know. OC is OC is white trash in the best way. Like that's how they <laughs> that's how they consider themselves compared to like a Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Like I just remembered this the scene from New York when Ramona and Sonia Google what is white trash. <laughs> yes, on that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. That's a take of Xanax. Calm down. That's that. That's that mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, no. Housewives yeah. is like my shit since I've been. I mean, I used to watch it with my mom all the time. So, yeah, honestly, I like Atlanta is my favorite, but New York is my favorite as well. Like, I can't really. Just New York is also trash, too. It's like when oh, I get to yes. watch a white woman be unhinged and just the worst behavior, I can't. I can't help but like tune in like it oh, yes. it makes me so angry but then also living here i'm just like wow like this is crazy and you know i was at luann's first concert that was taped i rode the elevator with sonia mm-hmm, and luann and they were just looking at me and i was like was that when dorinda was yelling giovanni yes yes that was the one i said i went to the after party at the magic i lost my phone that night because i was so oh drunk God. i was so excited i was just like these are my mind do you know if you're in the footage like are i you, hope not you Jesus. i i don't think so <laughs> I don't even remember what I was wearing, but I I was overwhelmed. I was like, I can imagine. And Bethany was there. He was like mm-hmm. the most iconic next to Nini. Like next to Nini for sure. I mean, Nini's on her own category. Absolutely. Who of the housewives do you think would be good on Broadway? Like, I know that we've seen Nini. some of them, like oh. Erica Jane. We've seen Nini on Broadway. Nini's been on Broadway. Well, nothing got me more than when Nini was on the reunion or Watch Happens On, and she was like, I have three Broadway contracts. And I was like, barely equity. I was like, I don't even know if I had my equity card. And I was like, I call her at three different times, like three different. I was like, she got a call. She got a call for Rock of Ages, Cinderella, and Chicago. And she took Cinderella. Yes, I remember that. That was when she was feuding with Cynthia and Andy would like, they would have her on Watch What Happens Live. And that was like their big fight because uh, she called Peter a bitch. Yes. And Cynthia was fine during the season. But then after the season started playing, then Cynthia was like, well, everybody's mad because you call my man a bitch. And blah, 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 like went back and forth. And then and Nini was like, and she's a sad like me. So I get it. Just like, you can't be mad at me after the fact. Like, I need you to be mad now because then I don't mm. even know what you're mad about. Like, I forgot about that. And of course, I'm sorry, mm. but I got like, I don't, I don't get it. So I'm very, obviously very biased, but that was like the iconic meme where she was like, I don't have time to think about Cynthia. I'm on Broadway. And I was like, that Woo! was iconic. Oh my God. That's, you have to tweet that meme when you move to Broadway in the fall. Or whenever, <laughs> I, can't whenever, I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Yes. Could you imagine? <laughs> Like, I'm not trying to call oh, They'd be like, are you okay? I'd be like, no. I'm so excited <laughs> no. for Sheree to come back. Oh, my God. She's my favorite. I can't. Yeah. Sheree is amazing. Really good. She's incredible. Yeah. Wait, I have these, um, like, you see my, like, bracelets? These are yeah. all housewife. Really? Housewife, um, like, this one says I said what I said. This one is something else that's from my friend. But, like, I have, like, literally a dish of these things that I just put on. I'm like, this is how I feel today. Oh, I love that. They're is all there any Potomac? Potomac? Yeah, I have one that says Pastor Holy Whore, <laughs> which is incredible. That's so good. I mean, do I have a lot of mine are Atlanta? I have like Who Said That? Of course. I have one that all says September, Spring, Summer for Sheree and her joggers. I wear that one a lot. I have Beverly Hills when Camille said, and now we said it. That's my that favorite was, thing. 
Wait, I have like an underrated Nini moment that I'm obsessed with, and I, I quote it all the time when my friends are having their moment. But do you remember the one episode? It was probably Nini's last season when she came back, uh-uh. and she yeah. was in the Bailey wine cellar with Cynthia having like a moment. Like they were like trying to make amends or something, and Cynthia just like snaps and gets like really emotional, and Nini just gets this little smirk on her face and just goes, "Have your moment." <laughs> <laughs> that's not when they were like outside crying right there was like a moment they were being really dramatic before they went outside so i think it's the scene uh, okay before yeah yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, i say it all the, all the time but i just funny. it's the, it's the look on really? nini's face when you're like she knows this is like hilarious from an outside view yeah yes so iconic they're all i mean yeah i watch i basically watch all of i watch all of them. And then I watch Jersey reunions only. I don't have time to watch. Hmm. See, I'm a big Jersey girl. Especially the new stuff. I used to watch it when it was a family. Yeah. Like before, before Teresa went to jail, I watched it like all, like throughout. And then after that, I didn't watch it. It's certainly two eras. But then I watched yeah. them. Yeah. Then I watched reunions just to be like, okay, let me see. Cause I can't really. Yeah. It's so much. It's so much. And the reunions are kind of the best part. I could talk about Housewives with you forever, Tati, and we'll obviously have to hang out. But really quick, before we wrap up, I, I want to ask you a question we ask all of our guests. We like to know about your Ring of Keys moment, that moment of recognition when you realize you love the performing arts. Do you feel like you can pinpoint that that inspiration that you had? So ever since y'all asked me about that, I was really trying to think. And it's so hard because my memory is like <laughs> crazy. And I just like block stuff off. I'm like, nah, don't remember that. But I... What I know that fuels me, how I, and I decipher things. When I have a question and prompt, I decipher it very backwards. But I'm like, mm-hmm. what fuels me as somebody who wants to do this is like commitment and seeing people really committed to performance. So there's two things that I had in my brain, which is funny because it's late. So like, like I said, I went to school here, but and I graduated 2015, and then I think like. Maybe the fall after I graduated, I saw a show at Second Stage. At the time, it was called Invisible Thread, but they went back to Witness Uganda. They're about to reboot it. And that changed my life because it was a sound and it was people and it was Black people and it was dark-skinned Black people. And it was, uh, I went on a night that Jeremy Pope was actually playing Griffin and Griffin Mm. is the guy who wrote it. And it just was like magical. I've never heard people just sing with such a flowy, I don't know. I just, I, I just had never really, I just never really seen that on Broadway. Or it was off Broadway, but I never really saw the youth, the people who like looked like me, young, like my age, and singing that wasn't like classical or it just didn't fit in the box. And I was really attracted to that because it was bold. And I like went back like immediately, like the next week. Like that's how I know when I love something. Wow. I'm like, got to go, got to go see it again. Um, so that's one of them. And then I had another one. Which, I mean, also with the commitment, my friends really inspire me, especially when I kind of know their schedule and I know what their struggles may be, especially if they kind of are parallel to mine. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends, I've known him for a while, um, his name is Zach Pizer. He, we were in, in Toronto the same time. He was doing um, Waitress. Oh, no, I was doing Waitress. He was doing Jeremy <laughs> Hansen. Child, he was not a waitress. I was a waitress. <laughs> he was doing Devin Hansen. And I may or may not have snuck out of my show to go see one of his matinees. I guess he will never know. But <laughs> um, 
you know, <laughs> drama. Okay. We will never know. But um, he was a, he was a standby and he's a standby right now on Broadway for Evan mm-hmm. and like all the three boys. And it was like, I'm at May. And he was the most electric thing. And like, obviously, yeah, you can't be Evan and be tired or be subpar or not give energy. But I was just like floored. And it wasn't like because he was fooled because he knew he had a friend in the audience or something like he truly was just like, it was just so committed, so powerful, so on it. So like, it was, it was a lot for me. I was, that was one of the best live performances I've ever seen. And it's somebody who I consider my friend, you know, it was, it was honestly, that was a very life-changing moment for me where I was like, whew, that's what fuels me. So it's like hard. I don't know. Uh, I grew up dancing my whole life and I grew up yeah. competitive dancing. So this has always been my, I don't really know whatever could have sparked me, but I know what can keep me going and what can fuel me. And it's a little resets of some of those performances that I have. That's made. one of my favorite answers we've ever gotten. Right, Dylan? I can see it in mm-hmm. your face. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. You knew. Yes. That is so <laughs> beautiful and it's selfless and it's like, it's, it's, it's inspiring to know that you can continue to have those moments. It's not like a one and done thing because yeah. it renews your faith in why you're doing what you're doing. But I have to say, I thought you were going to say what's on your sweatshirt. Oh, uh, I mean, yes. Yes. That's Whitney. That's Whitney that in Cinderella, Whitney. right? Yes, absolutely. And I have I could, the, I could tell by the, I could tell by the, the hair on there. It's possible. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm obsessed yeah, I mean, with that. I grew up as like a, like I said, a dance kid, a musical kid. My mom, I, I saw Broadway since I was five. Like I just. What was your first was, show? I think it was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that was ours too. I think we're yeah. on the same age. So that's probably, yeah. That's I just yeah, turned yeah. 29. So mm-hmm. you were 28. So yeah. We're oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, so you're five. So I'm trying to do the math. Did you see Tony Braxton as well? I did. I saw Beauty and the Beast three times and okay. I saw it definitely once with Tony Braxton. Still have the playbill. So that was almost 25 years ago. There is one thing I dig for at the flea market every year and risk communicable diseases, let alone COVID for, <laughs> and it is a Tony Braxton Beauty and the Beast playbill. Oh, I wish I had another. I'll see if I have one at my house. And then I went to school here. So then I also then went all my life. I've been seeing Broadway stuff and then went to school here. So all of it is just like, great. And then it's Mm -hmm. like random things that I'm like, okay, this really stands out to me. Jeremy Pope was in Witness Uganda. um, Nicolette Robinson was. Mm -hmm. She was incredible. Chris Lloyd was in it. Tyrone Davis, Melody Betts, Aisha Jackson, Corey Mock. like Corey Mock, she, who was first played by Emma Hutton and then is going back to Emma Hutton. Like it is, it's stacked. It is freaking ridiculous. It's freaking ridiculous that whole Roderick. Yeah. yeah it's, it was the best thing Roger ever Covington, seen. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. Okay. I have to also ask you about doing once on this Island on tour because yes. this was this, it, Tony winning Broadway revival that was in the round and then it switched to proscenium for the tour, right? Yeah. So technically it was in the round still because we oh, had yeah. people on stage. Ah, so we had an audience. Okay. So we had a, so I guess technically you could call it almost to like a thrust. Okay. Was it kind of like how they did the Tony's performance? Well, they had just had a big sandbox yeah, and then there was people on the, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it still was kind of flat. It still was kind of flat, but literally like I would come out on stage and there would be like bleachers oh, cool. around us, like behind us. And then we would do our stuff here and kind of, we could turn around and go to the back kind of, and then they would be the audience in the audience. So it Amazing. was still very 
it was like a round within a round because you also just had people with you that you literally like, okay, my choreography is to sit down and we're like talking to the people behind us, mm. you know, because they're like supposed to just be on the island with us. So. Right. Oh my, I, I, that show was such a vibe and so cool. And yeah. you got to play Asaka, right? I was a, I played everybody. I, I went on for everybody. I was a swing for the females the women and I did basically all of those tracks and then I covered Asaka and Mama Yearly and I did both of those. Oh amazing. I ended up performing. I did Mama Yearly mid-show. Oh my oh. gosh. I was like, is this happening? And it was. There was there was no <laughs> intermission. No intermission. So they just pulled my ass and they were like, girl, I was like, oh my God. I was like internally throwing a fit, but it there was no choice. It right. was just like, hey, just get up on, go up there. Did that end because of the pandemic or was that yeah okay yeah so mm. i was in vegas we were going for we were going longer than broadway broadway shut down like a thursday we still had a show on saturday it was either saturday okay. or sunday and we had a bunch of people call out that morning and they were still going to make the show work they were like okay here's this here's that we have enough people to do it and we were like but it was like people who are in new tracks who've never done it like you are going to be team moon well you know i did play team moon at pace so i was oh. ready if they asked out of all the things that's the one thing i probably knew best okay um okay. <laughs> but no but like we were all the swings were already in but we were basically at this point people who had not done tracks were about to do stuff stuff that they had never done before wow um so it's crazy but yeah we were still performing and then basically the producers called it because it just was like dangerous at at a certain point like i'm off i'm not off for the show must go on i'm actually off for like let's sit down like let's not be team too much like let's just like really gather ourselves because everybody can't have the swing mindset some people who are ensemble get freaked out about what a swing is doing because they are so used to their show Mm -hmm. but they're like raveled up i could be as cool as a cucumber i could have any emotion but some people just the fact that i'm on deck is enough for them to be like, like everybody can't do that. You can give me 20 things to do that I've never done before in a show and I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I'll be, I'll have my moment outside of work or whatever, but when it comes to game time and working, like I'm fine, sure. I'm chill. But some people can't, can't keep their chill when all that type of stuff is happening. So it just wasn't safe. Like, yeah, you know, so we end up canceling both of our shows and then we went home the next day because it was a travel day. And then we had already had like three, two weeks canceled. And we also had a week off. So we had like three weeks off and they were going to go to LA for five weeks. So then we were just like waiting, but our show was going to end in July. Okay. And the second we came home, I was like, we're canceling. Yeah. I was like, I know it. I was like, there's no way. I was like, cause then Broadway kept pushing it back further to like April or like, my friends in Hamilton, my friends in Angie Pratt, all my, my friends who were in Wicked. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, our stuff was supposed to end in July. We're done. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. Also, like, I was really at that time, just like, that was that week that I went on mid-show for my second cover mm-hmm. and had already been in. And it just was taking a toll on me, like, always feeling like I have to be everywhere. Mm. It's like, I, I don't know. I just, I just was really hard. I was, I was really okay. Like, I was like, obviously sad because I love the show and I have like some of the greatest friends from it. But I felt like my time there was like fine. It was fine to be done. Like mm-hmm. and then 
you did a little bit more swinging and then now it's it's on to the next gig you know uh, I, you're so oh, I, I admire your willingness to be so down to jump in and do whatever is expected of you and I think that's a really cool quality that obviously not everyone has but I want I want you to get what you want I do I do yeah. and I feel like good yeah. things are coming I mean hopefully a Broadway debut by the end of this year yeah so. yeah oh. I mean and, and everything has been I'm thank you for that I'm grateful for like everything I'm not like a hashtag like fake grateful like I literally am like in the trenches I'm like let's just go and let's just laugh and let's if you want to complain let's complain but like know it know that it's coming because you're working hard like you mm-hmm. know what I mean like so it's just I'm always just like let's just turn up get it done and move on to the next thing so I definitely felt like taking this contract was a little bit unexpected for me, the Little Shop contract, just Mm -hmm. because I wasn't excited about coming back to swing, but I was excited about the show and Little Shop's one of my favorite shows to do. And the director of my, the out of town I'm doing is the same director for Little Shop. So they all kind of happened the same time. Kind of like a, damn, y'all got me good. Like I got to do this and then I'm doing like, you know, so sorry, it's, Happen over here in Washington oh, with the sirens. No, your caption for when you announced you were in Little Shop was like, "Not me being on unemployment." Okay. <laughs> so funny. Okay. I loved that. And let me tell you, I like a job, but I miss unemployment. That money was hit. It hit, girl. Oh my gosh, I feel like I could talk to you forever, but it is almost time to go. You're so freaking fun. <laughs> oh shoot! Before we say okay. goodbye, we like to end on a dose yeah. of drama, something a little quick bite okay. to leave our listeners with. And today, I'm going to kick it off and tell everybody about my new obsession, aka someone I stand irrevocably to steal a term from Dylan. I am obsessed with Tavi Gevinson, who listeners might know as the. Um, person who started the blog Rookie back in the day. Uh, actually, it was a physical publication, but now is starring as Kate Keller on Gossip Girl and also in Assassins Off-Broadway. And also I saw do a one-woman show at Union Hall this past Sunday, and I'm randomly a stan for no no reason whatsoever. Please come on the pod. But I do feel like at 25, I know she age-revealed softly in the middle of her show, I realized, wow, like we don't have voices of our generation anymore, but she's hitting it pretty close with the way she talks about um, the way our pop culture DNA is made up from the time we're young. And we don't necessarily get to choose how that's formed as we grow up and um, become the adults that we are with taste and perspective on the arts. So shout out to Tavi. I'm a huge fan and please come on the pod. Um, <laughs> Which, who did she, who did she play on Gossip Girl? Cause I watched it, but who did she she's, she's the teacher. She's the, the teacher who is. Oh, she's doing like the yeah, most. She's great. Yeah. She looks like Carly Rae jepson a little bit she's great she's great yeah yeah i was only watching because jason's on it and i was like i gotta watch my boy oh yeah oh gotta watch it he's so i mean it's yeah i i binged gossip girl when i was doing waitress all eight seasons because i never watched it before so i was very excited to watch the new one yeah yeah it's I'm obsessed with both of them. I mean, the original holds a place in my heart, of course, but um, mm-hmm. I liked that the new Gossip Girl released all the episodes for the second half of the season, like, because they could do what you like to do, Tati, where you can just, like, watch. Just have them. Yeah. Yes. Because I'll forget. I'll be like, Ugh. if it's not something that I'm, like, exact, like a thing that people are tweeting about or something, then I will forget and not yes. care. 
Totally. My dose of drama is something actually that Tati, you mentioned Wordle and this whole world of like, I obviously started doing it and I love it. I don't post on my Twitter that I'm doing it. I DM (laughs) it to my friends. Like I send a little update and sometimes they'll like it. They'll be like, oh, good job. We're like, it's so cute. But no, not only do you just DM it, you no caption, no commentary whatsoever. (laughs) You just send it and move on. I do. It's my way of being like, look, I did this, but I just have to say it gets the brain going in the morning. And and so many words are longer than five letters and I am like messed up from it. Yeah. It's a nice little mind scramble. You do it in the morning or I I do it not in the morning, but yeah, I'll, I'll see enough people who have posted theirs and I remember. Yeah. But I like MA, I'm like a practice makes perfect type of person. So I like already found one that's like unlimited, but I need to stop doing the unlimited one because it kind of takes me out Sure. Maybe that's my swing brain. It takes me out of the like focus and I'm like thinking broad. I'm yes. like, there's so many options where like when you just play it and there's only one word, mm-hmm. you like there's a quiet, but because I try to have been playing like almost you speed use round. The same word. Some people start with the same word every day. No, no. I, I, I really try to be or, I really try to be organic. I try to have something that has like a lot of S's or like T's, like I you know, to get like my real fortune. Out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like little fortune, like just like a I don't know. Just a yes. STR type of situation. Mm-hmm. Today, did you do today's? Yeah. This will like reveal oh, when we record. Failed. It is failed. the hardest one. It was the hardest one. I was one. so mad. I was so mad. I was like, I got on the last try, but my boyfriend was doing it next to me and he's like, I lost for the first time ever. Oh. Like, no, I've lost sorry. a few times. I just started playing like a week ago, though. But yeah, I lost. I had I'm it. New. I was on proof. And then that's what, that oh. was my last one. And then, oh. so I, I had half of the word. I don't think I started at I that half point. The word, but that was it. Oh yeah, it was proxy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but who? What is that? What's a proxy? Yeah, I just know it because it's Munchausen's by proxy. Yes, Gypsy Loser. Tati, do you have a dose of drama to end our chat? Um, okay, yeah. So, the best musical I've ever seen in person, I saw a few weeks ago. I also cannot reveal what day I saw it. Because I may or may not have been supposed to be someplace else. This is the dose of drama. (laughs) But the other day, I saw MJ the musical. And it was the best thing I have ever seen in my life. Really? Act one was the best thing I've seen in my life. The dancing, the singing, the transitions. It wasn't even really like a story. It was just like, no, I felt like I was like at the VMAs. Like I felt like, you know, back in the day when it's like, you could like see like Beyonce and Destiny's Child and it'd be like no big deal. And like, then Usher would be there and then Prince would be there. Like all these people would just be there and it'd yes. be like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm a big YouTube watcher. So like, that's like yeah. what I all I do. I'm like, wow, I can't, Whitney, you could like, like Whitney could have been there. Usher could have been there. All the same, Steve could have been there all the same day, all mm-hmm. of the greats in the same place same time it felt like i was like at a concert like that like it was the wow. greatest thing i've ever seen hands down i tried to make it where i respect myself enough to like give everything i can even on days i'm tired like like i said what i value really is commitment and full outness and i grew up competitive dancing like where you just shoot out of a cannon for three minutes and that's it you know what mm-hmm. i mean like so that's how i feel about performing like even if it's a three-hour musical i'm like nope like you're shooting out of the cannon for three minutes like let's go and i was like i'm not doing enough seeing that musical wow yeah <laughs> wow yeah. i'm obsessed also that you were supposed to be somewhere else but we can't get into it <laughs> obviously 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 but anyway tati i am 
obsessed with you. You are so freaking fun. I want oh, nothing but the y'all. best for you. And I am thrilled to come see you in Little Listen, Shop. Listen, the Today tickets, the, yes, I was on I Today tickets today because apparently we're on there now. It just happened. And they were like, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure it was expensive, but it was like $59 for like just a ticket, especially like in February, it seems. So like, y'all come through. Come through. Okay. Oh, God, the number of times Connor and I stood in the bitter cold to try and see it via lottery. Did y'all win? Back in, like, pre-pit. Never. Oh, really? Never. Never, but but I, I grew to have a deep distaste for the girl who ran the lottery. <laughs> Dylan! Don't say too much more because I know who that is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's drama. Oh, we'll I got that. We can edit that out. We can edit no, that out. No, okay, no, anyway, no. so. Every, <laughs> everyone should, of course, follow Tati so you can be a part of her journey over the next decade plus that she's going to be slaying at Shoddy Lofton hey, on, Twitter. on Twitter. And it's just, it's just your name on Instagram, right? Tatiana Lofton. Lofton. Yeah, that's it. Simple. That's right. I was being a little spicy on uh, Twitter. I, I made that when I was uh, in college and that's my nickname, Shoddy Lofton. Love. I love that. Yeah. I feel like you can be different on Twitter, right? Like you don't have to like, I mean, I still act crazy on Instagram. I do whatever I want anyway, but Twitter is just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. like uh, yeah it's become something different than it started out as yeah definitely um and of course when you're following her if you're not following us yet at the drama podcast get on it follow connor at connor mcdowell follow me at dylan mcdowell tati you are so amazing thank you for spending yes. this day with us and connor i will see you next time drama. Drama. <laughs>